0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 159 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, another week in the Overwatch League. A bunch of new teams we got to see because the APAC region finally played their first games, and they played a lot of them since they were delayed a couple weeks due to COVID here. Um, And Joe, I, I think... I think I got to lead it off with this. Congrats to your Philly Fusion on looking pretty dang good to start off the season.
1: Oh yeah, the uh, uh I was reading the the grab bag uh article that they post on the uh Overcity website basically every week. Um and yeah, the 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 bit about that was something about, you know, oh, it's, you know, the first week of APAC and all the North American viewers are like, you know, waking up early and they're like squinting at their phones and it's the Philadelphia <laughs> Fusion 3 0 the Shanghai Dragons. Um,
0: yeah, that was, you yeah, know, what a way to start the week. Yeah, I, that is a perfectly accurate description of what I did. I woke up, <laughs> opened Twitter and was squinting at that score like, wow, 3-0 um let's yeah let's just kick it off go right into the philly fusion here who had a perfect week 2-0 not a map dropped um their second game against Guangzhou Chargers their first game against the defending champion shanghai dragons and this is with a basically a rookie roster here um so this is even more impressive. This is a lot of people. I know it's only been one week and two games for the Philly Fusion, but a lot of people comparing it to the Shock, like the Shock of APAC so far, because Shock coming out with just a very rookie roster and sort of just destroying all these veterans so far. And that's what the Philly Fusion did in their first game here. They did play Carpe on uh, New Queen Street, but after that, um, it was MN3 and Zest the rest of the way. uh, And... They look good. I mean, they got, they don't have, this team's not all rookies. You still got Fury, uh, Aim God on there. Um, we saw Belarosa, um, a lot though. So, man, yeah, it seems like this Philly Fusion team is at least going to be competing this, this year for sure. I mean, Shanghai definitely got off to a shaky start at the beginning of last year. So, this could just be something similar to what happened last year. Uh, But you can't ask for a better start. You 3-0 the Shanghai Dragons. Um, It was a close match overall. Uh, Especially King's Row got close there towards the end. Uh, But man, the Philly Fusion. And then they destroyed the Guangzhou Charge. I don't have as much to say about that one because I don't think Guangzhou's that good. But I'm happy to say Philly's good. I am giving my MVP as well to MN3, who I think did really well, even though Carpe was uh, uh, playing some maps over him. I think I definitely can see... MN3, unfortunately, maybe um overcoming Carpe and just playing all the time eventually. Uh, but yeah, anything else to add on onto uh this team so far. Yeah, it was it was uh definitely
1: good to see uh like you, you were highlighting the rookies to you know, MN3 and uh and Zest and, and Bellsray and all of them. Um yeah, I think that's a that's a strength of this team rather than um, you, you mentioned sort of, you know, unfortunately, um, uh, Carpe wasn't necessarily playing any map, but I mean, you know, it's, it's unfortunate for the, the people who want to see them, but I think, um, I mentioned in, in talking about Philly in the past, I mean, this is, um, a year that's, I think, uh, I hope, I assume, I, you know, whatever, um, I think that, Um, that Philly is, is, is excited for the chance to not have to, um, uh, to, not have to play the Carpe Show every time. Uh, and, 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 um, you know, granted they played, you know, one of the, um, uh, one of the other best teams in Asia, if not, um, number two or number three, it sounds like after this week, uh, and the worst, uh, you know, this week, so there's a big, uh, big range of performances, but um uh but yeah definitely a, a good place to be. Um uh so start out for Philly, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um and yeah that Guangzhou thing still up in the air. I think a lot of people do have them last despite the fact that they ended up beating Valiant in that game right after Philly and Shanghai. Um and proved that they were better than the Valiant at least, but I think everyone agreed Uh, As the weekend went on, the Guangzhou charge looked way worse while the Valiant were improving with every match. Um, So let's talk about the LA Valiant uh, real quick because this team does remind me exactly almost of that uh, 0-40 Shanghai team that the next year they came in. I think Shanghai lost a good amount of matches in a row, although they were being way more competitive and you could sort of taste that first win in a while uh, coming. And I feel like that's the same thing for the Valiant here who ended up losing 3-1 to Guangzhou, uh, but that had really competitive matches with the Seoul Dynasty and the Hangzhou Spark, who I think everyone agrees both those teams are. uh, Hangzhou outperforming their expectations so far. And Seoul, maybe about where everyone expected. They'll win some big games and they'll lose some stinkers, whatever. (laughs) Um, But man, what do you think of the LA Valley? Do you think their next win is, is coming soon? Maybe even next week? I mean, they got a tough schedule next week. Um, but, but can you taste victory for this team? They definitely look like they're competing, right? Yeah, yeah, they do. And, you know, uh, <laughs> a lot of my, uh, my
1: watching, uh, LA Valiant matches this week, um, and this may not be a surprise, I suppose, based on the way I've been talking about them in the past so far this preseason, but like, uh, I'm, I'm disappointed <laughs> in how well they're doing, honestly. Like, this is a team that over the last year I've, um, uh, found myself growing to love to hate you know mm-hmm. um and and you know last season in particular um obviously when they made the transition over to uh to asia you know that, that was a whole a whole big thing um and, and la valiant has been like you know a default um like like you don't give them much of a second thought anymore in, in asia uh after the end of last season but um uh, but yeah, the, the the games they had, wow, they didn't come up with a win at all this week. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> two of them, two of them went to five maps, and and were very 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 close uh, against uh, against uh, Soul and Spark. Um, uh, it, and yeah, so as far as you know, do we see a win coming out of uh, coming out of them in the future? I Kind of doubt it, if only because they have to finish the round robin now. So we're, you know, they're playing Shanghai, they're playing Philly, and they're playing Chengdu. Um, the, and I think of those three, um, the, the, they're all going to be tough. You know, maybe maybe you look at Chengdu potentially as the one you win, but I mean, I don't even know how. Uh, uh, you, you know, it depends depends on what, t- what kind of team we see for sure. Um. Uh, but, but yeah, is uh, the. the uh, el definitely looking better than they have been in a really long time uh and like I said to 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 my chagrin in some ways but in, a, in other ways it's uh it is good to have have you know a competitive um situation there so
0: yeah I mean you mentioned Chung do there I think that's definitely the winnable one because we saw kind of two versions of Chung do uh, at least it made kind of sense they against the bad team in Guangzhou, they 3 0'd them and dominated and were playing silly comps and like felt like they were playing with their food. And then they uh, just get destroyed by the Seoul Dynasty. So it's looking like Chengdu, unfortunately, dropping a Prita uh, is going to be exactly where people thought they would be sort of in the middle, no longer in that top tier uh, as of now. Uh, we'll see if they improve next week, but doesn't seem like they're going to be able to beat. These, these top four teams, the Seoul. Crazy, I think Hangzhou is in that f- top four for me at least um, because they, they played really close. Let's talk about Hangzhou. They played really close. Uh, they beat Seoul. They unfortunately lost to the Shanghai Dragons on a 3-2 match and they just beat the LA Valiant 3-2 and it seems like the normal Hangzhou problems uh, are still there. They're Reminded me of sort of the Boston of the APAC region here where substitutions are hurting them the most because the big stat of the weekend is when Bernard is in, uh, Hangzhou Spark won every map, and when Gooshue was in, they lost every map. So I think it was clear that they probably should have stopped playing Gooshue at some point because whatever comps they were running with Gooshue, just they were not good at. But whenever they had Bernard on that Zarya or D.Va, apparently... Um, they they were they were good and they were playing well. So, um, yeah. What do you think of the Hangzhou Spark? Joe is the is the jury still out on this one? Like, I feel I, I definitely feel some mixed feelings about this team. But I, overall, I I am I feel positive. I feel like they have the potential to be competing for the top here.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely a fair assessment. The um their their performance, particularly uh, in the win over. Uh, Seoul was really nice It took Shanghai to, to five maps um, and and I, I think that's still impressive <laughs> you know regardless of uh, what we've what we've seen from from Shanghai this week um, you know they've they've earned um, the you know a little a little um, the you know maintenance time <laughs> there at the top as far as I'm concerned but um, uh, but but yeah, just generally, um, it, it, what's what we have seen of Hangzhou and the, the pieces that we see have been looking good. Uh, we you talked about uh, your MVP in uh, in MN three. and Mine is uh, Alpha G in particular, the, the rookie DPS player for for Hangzhou. And I know um, it, again another team with a lot of rookies because because um, because what team doesn't at this point in the Overwatch League. Um, uh, but looking really nice on on some of the some of the uh roles that we haven't seen a lot out of uh from other teams um that we saw lots of uh Pharah, for example uh like on uh, Lijiang tower and all that kind of stuff uh coming out of alpha Yi, um and and a team that is uh you know clearly uh, interested in in supporting around so that's, that's a, a good look um and and a positive thing there but yeah um i definitely the they're not out of the woods yet, as far as Hangzhou go. Um, uh, they're playing Philly and Guangzhou and Chengdu to round out the uh, uh, tournament. Uh, but that being said, uh, I'm trying to see um, how many from uh, APAC make the. Is it top four make the? Yeah, top top four for APAC. Yeah, I, I could definitely see them. Um, you, you know, taking one of those spots. I,
0: I don't think that would be. Uh, um too much of an ask yeah definitely i i could see it too i i also agree alfie looked very good and maybe the top player on this and their support line was pretty good too irony and super rich look good they look solid enough um so and of course shy looking great as always i i like when the Hangzhou joe spark are competitive so i'm looking forward to seeing them uh against philly in that game see see how well they can compete i think they should be able to beat Guangzhou. And then Chengdu should be another interesting one. I think they easily could go four and two here, so uh, that would I would imagine that would slot them in the top four. Um. All right, we've I mean we we brushed over Shanghai for a second. I, I think we're both in agreement. Like maybe just some beginning of the season jitters for the defending champs here, because I I recall even last season they were running weird wacky comps at the beginning of the season and hadn't exactly figured out the meta. And what they, what their role in the middle was, what they were good at, and it took them a little bit uh, to really get to dominance. Uh, as in, it took them till the second second tournament cycle. Uh, but then that's when they started absolutely dominating APAC and w- were clearly the number one team. I am confident that they'll probably do that again. To be honest, I don't think. I, I mean, if they don't, that's when I'll, I'll get worried. If there's still, if there's still close games here and there uh, throughout the second tournament cycle that's when I'll get worried for this team but for now I got no worries any worries from you joe
1: yeah i think the uh uh the, you know like i said, just from from this first week they've they've um you know uh earned a little momentum in my head but um it definitely wasn't uh wasn't a great match against philly is is fair to say it was both both good for um uh good for shanghai but definitely um or sorry good for philly a uh, good Well-performing match for Philly, but definitely not a great look for Shanghai at the same time. Um, But yeah, yeah, they've definitely got um, obviously the majority of their tournament cycle yet uh, ahead of them. And while they're uh, one of these teams in the East that's gonna have to play four matches in four days, um,
0: you know that's um, the the potential is definitely still there for them. Yeah, I agree. Um, And then we we go over Seoul for a second, who. I do think this team doesn't look fully formed for yet, but I will say Prophet looked really good this weekend in Overwatch 2 like I think everyone thought he would. Um, and he is still alive and well. This, the Season 1 champ. Um, still destroying on Tracer. So, and I think that's a big reason why Soul got those two wins at the end of the week. Was, it was Prophet was just straight up carrying fights a lot of the time. So, good on him. Um... And as long as they have profit, I think they can compete. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, anything to add to APAC before I move on to the North American side of things? Yeah, it was uh, it was good
1: to see them all back. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, it, it feels good not to have um, uh, necessarily one team that's, you know, immediately right off at the bottom. Yeah. Um, and I guess the other big thing is just to highlight that, yeah, they're playing four days of matches next week, and mm-hmm. several teams will play, um, you know, a match every day. I, I don't know uh, what kind of effect we may see out of that, if any, but um, definitely not um, not your typical
0: um, regular season week. Oh yeah, this is, <laughs> it's gonna be man! is it gonna be a long weekend for a lot of these a lot of these APAC teams. Let's let's be honest. Um, But yeah, I'm excited to see how they do, uh, because a lot of of these teams only play two. Philly Fusion, Shanghai, Chengdu. uh, They all still have four games to play this weekend, so it's going to be a long weekend for them. Uh, Looking forward to seeing those matches, but let's move over to NA. I was talking to Joe before this podcast, and it felt like there's a lot less to talk about in NA this week, just because it does feel like things have settled, and um, it feels like we figured out exactly where these teams are. So I might just quickly go over some of the results. Uh, some of these teams where I I didn't really get any added information out of this week. Um, Paris losing to Washington 3-1. I still I, I still think they're not great. I don't think there's any proof that they looked any better this week. Uh, Florida and New York played each other and Florida swept them 3-0. I think that was a very expected result. New York still looking bad. Florida still looking pretty good. Um, we'll see We'll see uh, how Florida does when they play some tougher teams, maybe. Um, they do play Washington this week. I think that's their last game. So uh, we'll see how they do against them. Uh, the Dallas Fuel got two sweeps this weekend, one against Toronto and one against Paris. They looked dominant, uh, as dominant as we think they do. A lot of people have them number one in the power rankings, again, just because of how... Well, they have been looking recently. And they have they've technically won just nine maps straight because they um even though it was 3-2 against the Gladiators, it was a reverse sweep. So nine maps straight. This team has looked dominant. Houston beat London 3-0. Maybe a little Maybe people expected London to compete a little bit more. I didn't really. So 3-0 Houston, pretty expected for me. Um now let's get into our first, let's talk about the Gladiators and let's talk about the shock because. This is a big uh, a second reverse sweep in a row against the Gladiators, um, which can be concerning. Obviously, uh, I will say obviously the Gladiators got reverse swept by two of the best teams in the league. A lot of people have them as the top two in NA right now, the Shock and the Fuel. Um, but do you think this is indicates a deeper problem here for this Gladiators roster? Do you think it's or do you think it's just the beginning of the season jitters for maybe some of these players like Patapon who? has yet to play in the league. Are, are you worried for this gladiators team quite yet, Joe, or do you think, are you, is it good that they're getting these out of the way? What are your thoughts on the gladiators Two reverse swept twice in a row? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely not, uh,
1: not where you want to be as far as that goes. Um, We were we were concerned about you know beginning season jitters um, at the beginning of the season for this team, Uh, and now this was week three, uh, that's now come and gone, Um, and and so that's yeah definitely not, um, like I said, I said not not a good look, particularly when you're playing teams um, like Shock and like um, Dallas, um, that are you know supposed to be right up there where you are in terms of you know it's going to be a. High quality match. It's going to be a competitive match, uh, and it's going to be a match that um, uh, you, you know can have you know seeding implications and all this kind of stuff for for the first major tournament of the season. Uh, and so to not have um, uh, to to not be able to close either of those out effectively uh, is definitely you know not a not exactly a plus uh, as far as that goes. And I think it puts a lot more weight on. Um, the matches they've got coming up. They're playing London on Friday. Um, and Atlanta is the very last match of, um, uh, the regular tournament cycle. Uh, and I think both of those, uh, well, well I should say the Atlanta match, uh, in particular and, uh, London, I think they're, um, more likely to win, but Atlanta, I mean, that's, that's a win you kind of have to get, uh, as the, uh, two and two gladiators right now. Um, if you if you want to make the top um, eight, I believe it is, then in North America, um, uh, in this in this tournament, I mean, um, it's just kind of, that just has to be how it's has to be, um, and that's going to involve you know winning a third map.
0: Yeah, <laughs> winning a third map is usually good. That's how you win the game. Uh, but yeah, yeah that- you don't really have to win any <laughs> just, just of just just map three. That's the big one. <laughs> No, I yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you. I think it is not a good sign, and it definitely could boom them um, for sure. As someone who is sort of working with the gladiators now, I will say they don't seem too boomed to me. I haven't really, I'm not with them every day or something, but uh, to me, it doesn't look like anyone's too boomed. It's still the beginning of the season. Um, I think they're they're ready for some easier matches, probably. Um, and you know Atlanta's not not looking like the world beaters they were. They this is going to be Atlanta's first like really tough challenge and they've already lost to the Washington Justice and got absolutely destroyed. Uh and that's a team that people is on the downtrend after their weekend. So um yeah, that Atlanta Gladiators game is going to be super fun. Uh, but I think the Gladiators are hoping that they could just they could get they could sneak it to that top 8 with just 3 wins hopefully. Um because they they pro- they possibly could depends how well Boston London Toronto all these people around them are doing so all right um, yeah but as far as the shock go on the other side like took advantage of of the gliders who obviously like were probably just scared the whole time like is this going to happen again please don't happen again um, and good on the shock who improved to five and zero and are looking dominant and I really hope we get to see that shock fuel match. In Dallas, that would be epic.
1: Um, oh, yeah. And and Chaka looking at a victory lap this week <laughs> yep. when they play Vancouver on
0: Thursday or on Friday, and that's it. So it should be a yeah. clean 6-0 uh, kickoff clash, which is great for them. Um, all right. Let's um, all the other. The last, there's one more game I care about here, um, and it is Boston-Washington, because this is the other anomaly. You had Atlanta sweeping Vancouver. Uh, Toronto beat Boston, uh, which I guess is a kind of this Boston narrative here. So we've gotten a lot of information come out via tweets, via like almost a subtweet from a lot of people here um, <laughs> that it would seem that Stryker imploded um, during scrims, most likely towards the end of the week here because we have Mineral who is, I believe like basically the assistant GM type thing for Boston right now Um basically tweeting uh that he's pr- after the weekend, that then he's proud of victoria for being able to step up into the starting role uh with basically no practice so that means that towards the end of the week of scrims here striker imploded and they were like okay we can't play you um and in fact we're probably going to drop you which they eventually do do uh so yeah basically the story here is striker implodes um, Marvel has some other things going on, which he will end up being dropped as well, but for separate reasons that we'll get into eventually. And Boston has to decide like, okay, we got it. we have to roll with the punches here. We have to play Victoria Valentine. Um, they switched between uh, punk and itzel uh, throughout the week. Throughout the weekend, it was mostly punk, though, and punk Zarya that we saw. MCD and C D and Crimzo switched a little bit, but it was mostly Crimso and then Faith, obviously, there the whole weekend. Uh, they lose to Toronto. They look close, but um, definitely not as well practiced. And then a huge, I think everyone is in agreement that this is a huge morale boosting win for this squad that obviously has been having so much trouble um, and unfortunately had to bench and drop their star player in striker. This is a huge come together moment for this team that I believe was struggling. They beat the Washington Justice three to one, and honestly, this should have been a 3-0 if they didn't make some stupid substitutions at Circle Royale, um, bringing in Itzel and MCD, which just did not work at all. They moved back to Punk and Crimson, and easily and easily took New Queen Street. Everyone is everyone is riding this Boston rejuvenation hype train now, Joe. A lot of people putting them higher in their power rankings. Uh, people skeptical that they can compete with Dallas next week, week which they will basically need to do in order to make top eight. But where's your mind at with this Boston team now? Do you think like I mean it's nuts, right? That striker, the one player, even us. I feel like us too on this podcast were complaining like put striker in. That's what the problem is. The problem was the opposite, Joe. They needed to permanently bench striker to the point where they literally dropped him. And that's when all of a sudden this team looked good.
1: Yeah. Or, or, you know, at least in, in that, that set of circumstances. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it, it was definitely, um, uh, raised a few, raised a few eyebrows. Uh, so the, the substitutions on circuit Royale, like you're talking about, uh, particularly taking out your Sigma player in the one map that anybody plays Sigma, um, uh, you know, that's, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, the rest of the match definitely, um, yeah, did, you know, continue to look at, uh, um, you know, Punk, uh, on the, the Zarya as well. We've seen, uh, just, just generally around the league a lot more Zarya lately, um, than perhaps at the beginning of the season. Um, and, and it's, it's good to have, uh, somebody who can play that well, you know? Um, uh, but, but yeah, it's definitely not, uh, uh not not really a position i favor boston i don't think um going into week 4 uh when you're right the one match that they have uh is against dallas there on sunday uh really really both of those uh uh both of those sunday matches are going to have some some solid playoff implications um and and this is, like i said in that in that situation that's not a that's not a, a match I particularly favor boston in um but it, it's it's going to be a good one and i think um uh certainly that that win over washington is the kind that you need um the, you know win um uh w- with the, the way these schedules are are uh changing up from stage to stage and everything you know that they're really um uh the, you know the more <laughs> wins of that kind you can get the better uh that was my one um my my, my one match in north america um this week that my uh, my pickups were wrong but I think that's a, a good thing for Boston certainly um um yeah uh, it's it's definitely um it's, it's definitely a good place to be and it remains to be seen what kind of uh concrete effects you know is going to is going to come out of this beyond uh, you know this this win over Washington but yeah i, I um you, you know you can't really doubt the like you're talking about the the morale boost of that must have inevitably inevitably had um, uh, for the players. It's, it's surely got to be um, a, a good place to be. in even after, you know, what may have been a sort of crash. Yeah, exactly.
0: I, I think this, I don't know. It's, it's super, fo- obviously used to work for this team. So it's super great to see everyone tweeting like they're almost just in a better mood and mindset overall. Um, because from what I've been hearing, like every everyone else has been having a better year mentally, and it just seemed like Stryker was, I guess, the problem here. Um, which is crazy to, crazy to think and say, but obviously, like it's clear if you look at all the all his past, like he has just had um, some meltdowns. Obviously, so looks like he's having another one here. And it's just so sad. Like, if they didn't get a win this weekend, I think they would have been in a much worse spot. But getting that win at the end of the weekend, I think, puts you in such a good mindset. Like, wow, we dropped our star player, and we still won. And we looked good. And we finally are looking good. Uh, Like, getting that win and then dropping him has to be the biggest just, like, especially, I I can imagine just Huck just so happy that, like, it, it worked out this weekend. They at least got one win. And just, just being like, told you, man, we can win without you, Stryker. We don't need you. So, man, that's crazy. We'll see if Stry- I mean, Stryker clearly had interest to, to play again this year. Um, so we'll see if he ends up going somewhere else. Cause I'm I'm sure people will still take this man, even though he's melted down many times. So uh, we'll see if that happens. But yeah, that was the week in NA um everything else was pretty much straightforward but we did we did have some you know twists and turns there in the middle of the standings um but yeah that's that's the week i guess we should mention our pickup score which absolutely i got destroyed this week because joe had a fantastic week i did um, I,
1: just to to brag on myself just a little bit here on the podcast <laughs> yeah i i went um 14 and four uh, out of the the eighteen matches that happened, um, and if you take out the very first day of APAC, which we hadn't seen any of those teams play before, I went fourteen and two, um, and got like all of the
0: double sixes and every, anyway, it was it was a good week. <laughs> yeah, and I meanwhile I picked an awful week to forget to pick the APAC matches, the first APAC matches, unfortunately. Like, APAC always just ruins me on these pick And then I didn't realize that there was a separate save button for APAC and NA. So when I put in my um, Friday NA picks and my Saturday APAC picks on the same day, I-, I was doing it on my phone, so I couldn't see them both at the same time. So I just pressed save on the APAC one, and I assumed, oh, it saved the whole thing. It did not. so. Yeah. Which, to Um, be fair, is not a good design. Yeah, (laughs) bad bad UI. Um, My girlfriend is a UI UX designer, and she agrees. That's bad UI. There you Uh, go. (laughs) um, So give me my points back, Overwatch League, please. Uh, Because I definitely predict all the Friday NA matches correctly. I don't think I had the correct maps. for. I did 3-0 all down the board, so I would have got the wrong maps for Justice Eternal. But, man, I would have... I would have got that six points double points on florida new york for sure so i'm at 57 i'm 20 behind joe and now i'm basically gonna have to pray that joe forgets that <laughs> at some point yeah because or because well you got you got your crystal ball picks in didn't you at the beginning oh yeah
1: i also that got was my only, crystal ball picks that was only open for like eight hours on opening day <laughs>
0: yeah um yeah, also- so i missed that so i don't know who you picked for that but Yeah, I picked. um, Let's see who I picked. I picked the fuel, the gladiators, the dragons, and the dynasty. Ooh. Um, So yeah, no no fusion. No, no fusion, uh, which is unfortunate. I don't even know how's this. So, what is this for? Is the is the. yeah i don't know because they're not going to do a crossover yeah, they're not doing <laughs> so- <laughs> a crossover so i'm confu- so am i just picking two or like the finalists two to make the finals or am i picking two to make because it says to advance to the kickoff clash so maybe i just chose two who i think are going to be in the top four and top eight and in that oh. case in that case i think i'm pretty confident that those two are are good yeah, maybe soul but- maybe not soul but we'll see <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know. <laughs> Because yeah, I don't know. I have no clue. Because yeah, I don't think Hawaii is a thing for this one. There's no cross uh, playing. It's just regionals. So yeah, yeah that's not cool. for this tournament. Yeah, that's. I have no clue. Well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, but yeah, let's talk. Let's talk more about. Um, let's talk. Get into the news and talk more about these Boston um, drops here, mm-hmm. uh, because they did drop Marvel and they did drop Striker. Um, and it's just hilarious to read these because there is such a clear difference in their announcements on these two's departure. Um, a much longer paragraph from, from Huck on Marvel, basically I'll re- I'll read the whole thing. Marvel has, has brought great flexibility and veteran leadership to our frontline during a short stint with the team. But today we must sadly part ways. Unfortunately, since last year, Minso has been reflecting and dealing with personal issues Together, we have worked to try on trying to alleviate some of those issues, but came to the unfortunate mutual conclusion that returning home to South Korea, where he can focus on his personal growth, would be the healthiest option for his well-being. Min So has acted like an exemplary professional throughout his time with the uprising and this process, and we wish him success in whatever he chooses to pursue next." Um, and then the Stryker one is effective today. The Boston Uprising and Stryker have mutually agreed to part ways. We are grateful for what Stryker has brought to the Boston Uprising and has two separate stints with our organization. But I've concluded that where we are as a team is not the right fit for Stryker at this point. Stryker is a talented player and we wish him the best moving forward. Um, and I, <laughs> I will say if you deep dive into, into other statements from Huck when they have dropped players, whenever he calls someone a talented player, um (laughs) it's usually the only compliment he can give them (laughs) so uh yeah Uh, so clearly a big difference in both those two droppings seemed like marvel had some personal issues that he had to deal with some mental issues which is unfortunate because he he looked great on that doomfist obviously this year Uh, and then straker it was a clear clear issue that he was having with the team
1: I saw so. somebody on Twitter talking about, um, like, they, they posted these these two uh, statement screenshots, like, back-to-back, and was like, um, uh, when
0: dad has a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so, it's. I mean, at least it's good to know that Marvel wasn't, like, they really wanted to make sure everyone knew, like, yeah, this wasn't because of underperformance or anything. Like, this is uh this is the exact reason why whereas striker they were way more vague which just is clearly implying that yeah we did he didn't work out at all for us so yeah take that take with that what you will like we mentioned i mean they looked good in this weekend without those two so um yeah i mean you still got punk and uh you know it's all over there so You don't have like a main tank player, but maybe that's the reason why Punk has been practicing Winston so much and stuff. Um, So that might be an issue. The tank line might be an issue. Uh, But who knows? It's looking like Victoria and Valentine aren't too bad. Valentine really stepped up this past week, and obviously I think we'd all be worried about his consistency issues at this point. So. Maybe you, maybe you venture out, and go get another DPS to replace Striker because I think you do have an issue where you no longer have a tracer. Once again, I don't know how good Victoria is a tracer, but I don't think he's great. So
1: yeah, yeah I mean he's played it already this season. <laughs> we talked yeah. we talked about, but just in comparison with Striker. But um, yeah, it's it's the the potential is definitely there. I mean that's. Um, I mean, I will say,
0: I will say Valentine like outplayed Decay on Striker this weekend, which I never thought I would say. So oh, yeah, yeah. The the you know
1: when when you go into the beginning of the season um, with the strategy of okay, we're going to have you know um, the 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 three DPS rotation. Yeah,
0: they, they may decide they want to uh, stick with that in some other form. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see what happens there. I think it would be beneficial to get another DPS for them, at least. Um, All right, next piece of news is, uh, if you haven't heard this yet, Overwatch 2 beta obviously shut down, and their uh, announcement from Twitter was, hey, here is is when our next... We're going to go in the dark for a while, but here is uh, when you'll hear from us next. June 16th, which is a little bit later than what we predicted last week on the podcast... Based off of when the anniversary event ended and all that stuff, um, and we also don't know if that's the day we're going to get a beta again. All we know is we're getting a an announcement and a roadmap of what they're going to be doing with this with Overwatch Two PvP at least. So that'll be nice, I guess, to get that full announcement. I mean, we've already gotten tons of complaints this week about how from pros about how they cannot play the game um, after practice at all, which is definitely not great for them um so yeah i think a lot of people would like this to be sooner uh but obviously i think they also post another overwatch 2 blog today or something but it was super deep stat dive on like cure usage and stuff like that so if anyone wants to check that out they can oh yeah i didn't see that Hmm. Uh, um but yeah um i'm mixed on this i wish we could still play overwatch 2 because i already miss it um we'll see what they announce if they if they announce not enough or they announce like beta's coming in like a month or two i'd be upset um, yeah so. i would be
1: surprised if they didn't have a uh if they didn't have another beta coming relatively you know relatively alongside that I mean, just in terms of what we talked about um you know fitting in with the uh overwatch stage schedule and all that kind of stuff like i i assume they're going to try to do that intentionally
0: yeah I think that would absolutely make sense, and that's what they should do. So uh, we'll see you on, J- on June 16th, I guess. Uh, uh, last piece of news is there is a new Kickoff Clash Overwatch League skin. You can use your tokens you have earned uh, watching it so far this year to purchase this in Overwatch 1, Luchador Reaper. It's a cool little Luchador-themed skin, and they also announced that um, they will be updating these skins with a different color variant later in the year uh, based off who won uh, the oh. Kickoff Clash, which is cool. Interesting. Yeah, I did so know I'm, that. Yeah, it was in the little article they did. I imagine uh, there will be two winners of the Kickoff Clash, so they will have two separate ones you can get. So if Shanghai oh, wow. wins. It'll be a red and black one. If Dallas wins, it'll be blue one. But yeah, like that. So, huh, Interesting. Yeah, that's fun. I think that's a nice little way to commemorate the winners of each um, tournament. So, that'll be another
1: uh, yet another method of making good on their uh, more
0: legendary skins than ever this year. Promise. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Um, but yeah, that's fun. I like the skin. So. Uh, oh yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I bought it yeah, immediately. It um, you still got a while to go. Get- it's still gonna be up for a while here. It's gonna be up till june twenty fifth. so you got a while to get it and earn more tokens if you haven't earned enough. Um, so yeah, you got you got a long time. Um, but let's get into week four. This is the final week of the uh, little round robinish type thing here before we get into the actual tournament. Um, if you haven't checked so far, there are only two teams who have officially secured their way into the kickoff clash, and that is the shock and the Dallas fuel. In NA, of course, APAC has not played nearly enough games yet uh, to secure their ways in. But throughout the weekend, I'm sure we'll get updates on that. And we got a long weekend, as we mentioned, four days of APAC, uh, three days of uh, NA action here. So should be tons of fun. Let's let's get right into it. With um, starting off in NA with a big big game between Florida and Washington. I think this is a big game for both of these teams. Florida wants to prove once again they are uh, still competing with those teams in the middle at least, uh, so our, our, so we can still be impressed by obviously how good they are. The last time they played one of these teams in the middle of the power rankings, sort of, they lost to Houston in five. It was a very close game. Um, they unfortunately lost to Atlanta earlier in this uh, kickoff clash, and they get to go against Washington. I think everyone has dropped significantly down after their loss to the Boston Uprising this past week. So this is a, an extremely, extremely interesting matchup here, Joe. Since you're in the lead, you get to pick first. a do you have, Washington or Florida? Oh yeah, an, an interesting
1: matchup, and uh, I tried to pick one with you know good uh, uh, playoff implications too. In terms of you know these are uh, both teams that are you know competing for one of those uh, top eight spots and for uh, for you know good positioning and all that. Um, but yeah, if I'm picking first, I'm, uh, leaning into Florida. I think, um, you're right that, uh, definitely Washington have, um, a, you know, lost a little, uh, public faith, uh, potentially in, in the past week, uh, since this, this, loss of Boston. But that being said, I think it still has the potential to be really close. I've got it actually going to five maps, um, in my pickems currently, um, um, uh, but, but yeah, given, given Florida the edge there, I think, uh, what we've seen, uh, out of them has been really excellent. Um, and it, um, you know, the, the, some of the elements needed for, um, for Washington to succeed, you know, we, we would need to see the same, um, same kind of super consistent play out of them. Um, and, uh, decay, for example, uh, on the, the DPS that we, um, that we saw this past
0: week in order to make that work. Yeah. I'm with you there. Um, God. Yeah. I think I would go, I think I would lean Florida as well, but I think I agree with you. I don't think this is going to be like an insane blowout or anything. I think Washington will be competing again. I think I'm not with, I mean, I think everyone is just upset, that they keep backing Washington and, and just disappoint them. I still don't, I don't think that makes them an automatic awful team. I think they still have a really talented team and will be, competing with teams like florida so yeah i think this one will be really close but i think florida is trending upward and i think they could get this win all right next game we're picking is the seoul dynasty versus the shanghai dragons uh this one is also later in the weekend sunday morning here in na um obviously two teams that um are looking good so far shanghai one on one so far and then seoul Uh, two wins in a row here, but this is going to be a big defining game here for Seoul in this round Robin. Do you think they can pull off this upset Joe? Can profit play well enough to get them this win? Yeah. Defining is right. Um,
1: (laughs) uh, Yeah. The only, uh, the only other matches they're playing this week, uh, the Seoul dynasty is against Philly uh, on Thursday and Guangzhou on Friday. Uh, So so yeah, this may be, uh, you know, just as big a match as anything else they've, they've seen this week. Um, uh, and uh, again, the, the benefit of, of having all these matches, um, so close together for the viewers is that you get a lot of, um, a lot of perspectives really quickly. And, and, you know, you can make, uh, direct comparisons, sometimes match to match or try to, um, and, and not succeed, but, you know, that's how it goes. Um, uh, so, so but all that to say, we're going to see a lot of, uh, both Shanghai and Seoul in advance of this match. Uh, and so, you know, perspectives may change and, and, uh, you know we may be surprised in lots of different ways um but at least going into this i still um like i said i think um uh, shanghai haven't quite lost uh, an edge uh in in my head yet uh that i've uh, actually this one uh, right now on pickims is also in five maps uh, but but uh, ultimately going out to shanghai uh, i think um after after a week off i think they they may uh, come out and look a little bit more confident uh-huh, with the uh, escalating week of difficulty. Uh, start with Guangzhou and Valiance, um, and then Chengdu and Seoul later, um, and and maybe able to to really make some good stuff work.
0: Yeah, uh, God, yeah, this is definitely gonna be a good weekend here, just to see where everyone's at because I I still really don't know where so how Seoul can do against Shanghai. So this is a tough. Tough one, but I, I will go Shanghai. Um, I am just worried about Seoul in these tougher games for sure this year. Um, I, I, it'll be I – pr- I probably will change my prediction based off how well they do against Philly. So that's their first game. We'll see what happens. But I'll go Shanghai for now. Speaking of Philly, later that day on broadcast, Philly plays Hangzhou, which should be – Um, Another tough match for them uh, alongside Seoul here this weekend. Um, Hangzhou, you know, they they look good this year. They beat Seoul. Uh, They were very close to beating Shanghai. uh, But can they beat the Philly Fusion here, who are looking like the number one in APAC currently, Joe? Do you have Philly beating Hangzhou or Hangzhou beating Philly? Uh, You know
1: I've got it's for Philly here. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think this is... um... And like we're talking about, granted, um, this first week, Philly we only saw them play um, Shanghai, and we saw them play um, Guangzhou, and so that's uh, not exactly uh, an an amazing sample in terms of um, you know getting a wide range of uh, experience necessarily, a wide range of uh, competitive opportunities and the like. Uh, but uh, Philly are looking really strong. Um, uh, and we'll have lots of. Uh, a lot of matches in advance of this one that'll hopefully help us predict it um <laughs> with some some pretty good accuracy um, but but yeah just based on uh based on week one or week three as the case may be um i think uh, uh philly's definitely got what it takes to handle this one
0: nice um i will i agree with you there um i don't know if fong is is quite there yet to get this victory um, with some of the rookies so Yeah, and I don't trust their coaching fully enough to say they will win it over Philly, uh, whose rookies have been looking nuts so far. So, yeah, I will go Philly as well. All right, last game we're predicting. It's the LA Gladiators versus the Atlanta Reign. It's going to be a big game for both these teams probably um, to finish it off uh, here in the kickoff clash. It's the final one, the final qualifying game. Uh, Can the Gladiators bounce back from those two reverse sweeps in their tougher matchups before? And take this win, and can the Atlanta Rain win their real first challenge here against one of the top teams in NA? Who do you got, Joe? Uh, it really is going to be one of their
1: one of their first real challenges. I was just going back and looking through their um, their their stage one schedule, and they played you know New York and London and Washington and uh, Vancouver. I think maybe. Um, uh, they play Florida, uh, anyway, but but not a lot of these these other uh, uh, teams that we might rank up here with the Gladiators. So this, yeah, that's definitely going to be an an interesting uh, evolution as far as that goes. Um, and interestingly, both of these teams will play London earlier in the week. Um, so if you're a, a fan of uh, Algebra and the Transitive Property, uh, this may <laughs> be an interesting week for you in terms of um, evaluating this uh, this. Uh, Atlanta Gladiators match. Um, um, but that being said, um, uh, again, it may, uh, I suppose it may be obvious just based on the fact that we, we picked it as a match, uh, but I, I think it is going to be another close one. Uh, we, we try to do that usually, uh, <laughs> make, for, make for some interesting predictions. Um, um, but uh, right now I'm leaning into the Gladiators, I think. Um, it's definitely going to be uh, one of their, uh, one of their bigger challenges. And I say that, um, uh, knowing that they've got reverse swept two matches in a row now um uh, but this uh the, the this team uh, from atlanta that has um you know a lot of uh a lot of the rookie talent that's um uh, may not have seen uh, a team play like uh in his the gladiators will um that may, may be uh, may serve to their advantage
0: yeah uh i agree i, I think yeah, just, it's just hard for me to pick Atlanta over the Gladiators when we just really haven't seen proof that they can beat these top teams yet. Especially when their last, their, one of their last games was a 3-0 loss where they got absolutely stomped. And the only thing to sort of prove that, nah they're actually okay, is a 3-0 win against Vancouver, the worst team in the entire league. So, yeah, I'm not sure if they have exactly – seeing them against London is going to be the real thing here because I – London's a team that I think could pull off that sneaky upset if Atlanta's playing as well as they did against the Justice, which is just awfully. So, yeah, it'll be interesting going into this game to see how well both these teams do against London. But I will pick the Gladiators right now. I think the Gladiators have the better talent and the better team in comparison to Atlanta. So, I'll go Gladiators. Those are our four picks. Of course, we, like I like we mentioned earlier, when we mentioned our pickups we pick all the matches, anyways, if we remember, and I will remember this week. Um, and we'll keep you updated on the standings. Uh, but that's that's all we got for this week's episode. Um, week four is coming up. This is going to be exciting, and then we get the kickoff clash next weekend in Dallas for the NA teams. I think online still for the for the APAC teams. Uh, But it should be fun to see who wins the first tournament cycle. Uh, Anything else to mention before I sign off here, Joe?
1: Um, Yeah, I don't think so. It's just going to be another uh, solid amount of uh, Overwatch this coming weekend. You can get basically double tokens on Thursday if you uh, watch the early and the late games. But, um, you know, that
0: may or may not be possible for for North American listeners. So we'll we'll just see how that goes. (laughs) Yep, we will. Um, all right. Thank you all for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, my Twitter's at jwgeorgeiv and Joe's is at kirkpatrick underscore inc inc. Uh, and then our show's Twitter's at ontheflankshow. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, go to on-the-flank.podcast.co or on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the final week of qualifiers for the kickoff clash.